I titled this today, Opportunity. Everybody say, Opportunity. Take it or leave it. Opportunity. Take it or leave it. Praise God. I see it's mostly church here today. And I might get a little uh, blunt. Some of y'all said you like Jeff Arnold when he was over there preaching at that. So he gets blunt. So I've taken she liked that kind of preaching. <laughs> Amen. And I've heard him preach. So in the 21st century, it has been said that our problem is not the lack of choices or opportunities given to us but our problem is we have too many choices and opportunities to choose from can somebody say amen can the whole church say amen a little over a hundred years ago Ford said this you can have any color car you want as long as it is black. Right up here, Johan, right on the front row, brother. Praise God. Don't give me this back seat stuff. In fact, I'd like all our young right up here. But our problem is we have too many choices. And but Ford said you can have any color you want as long as it is black. In other words, that's the only color car we're going to make. So that's the only color you're going to get to choose from. See, I see some of them moving up front. Won't you two move on up front? Come on, that's it. Praise God. Don't be, don't be bashful. Come on. Come on up. Praise God. Amen. Come on. Yes. All right. I like that. We're dedicating this to you today. Are the parents going to back me up? <laughs> Amen. I like how they just go over to the sides. They're afraid I'm going to hit them right on. <laughs> so Ford said 100, over 100 years, or you have any color car as long as it is black. But today, we have so many different colors and styles of cars, choices, and opportunities to drive them that it's, it's hard to choose. It's, it's really hard to choose. And then you got credit, and you can buy one if you got credit, you know. But a little over 100 years ago or less, on a Sunday, your choice was either going to church or staying home. No ball games, no stores open. I can remember when the stores closed on Sunday. Amen. Uh, a little over a hundred years ago, you had no television. You had no radio. You, you, you had no internet. Who'd want to stay home? I think I'll go on to church. Church is where the action was. But today, you've got opportunities for so many other things that you can do. There's ball games, there's shopping, there's, 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 there's television. Amen. There's just 
you know, just so many. That, what about restaurant choices? You know, we hardly went out to eat when I was young. I mean, that was a treat. We got to go out to eat. And Chicken Manor was the place. Today, me and my wife sometimes will say, let's go, go get something out to eat. And we're one, we'll decide we're going to go to one place and then we choose another place on the way out. And there's just so many opportunities and, and choices out there. It is, it's mind-boggling. How, how many remembers, if you're my age, some of you older folks didn't even have TV, but if you're my age and that, how many remember when TV had three channels? Or maybe four at the most. And if you're from West Virginia, they had one channel. Because the hills blocked out everything. <laughs> and today, I, I'm, I'm, I believe they've got hundreds of channels, stations. Hundreds. I know you guys wouldn't know about that. But anyways. <laughs> From what I know, what people pay on cable TV, don't you bark at me about taking a nice vacation. Because what I don't spend on television, I can pay on a vacation. Can you say amen? So, I didn't realize how much money I was saving. But, there, but there's so many opportunities. And, and, and there's, there's just so much available to our young people today. It is often mind-blowing. If I could just pour into you young people what I know at 53 years old that you could know, I think I could save you from a lot of heartache. Amen. Amen. <laughs> because you have more opportunities than I'll tell you we had, even from the poorest among us. And... You have a, a world at your fingertips that if you'll apply yourselves a little bit, there's no telling what God will do for you. Amen. Someone said it, it rains on the just and on the unjust. It does. You know what the difference is, Marky? The difference is who's willing to get out there and plow the field and plant the seed. Seed don't care if you're good or bad. You plant the right seed, it's going to come up. Can you say amen, somebody? So don't just think, well, I'm a child of God. Blessings ought to pour on me. He is pouring the blessing on the ground, but you've got to get, put your back to the plow and plow the ground. Can you shout amen, somebody? You've got to study the books. And graduation doesn't mean it's over. It's just beginning. Your life hasn't really begun yet. It, it has in a way, but it, it's just beginning. And what you're beginning to plant right now is going to come to fruition later. The seeds that you're planting right now will affect you 20, 30, 40 years from now. You know those math classes that you hated and didn't want to take? And you don't get that job 20 years from now because you just don't know the math. And how unimportant you thought it was. But you didn't take the opportunity to learn. Amen. And I want to kind of 
take this in a, in a little different direction about opportunity today. But can I tell you, every opportunity that comes your way does not mean you are to take it. Amen. Not every open door that your path of life leads to means that you should walk through it. You need to establish some convictions now. You need to establish some guidelines now for your life so that you know what doors to walk through and you know what doors to close. You know what opportunities you shouldn't take and you know what opportunities you should take. Amen. Well, I got an open door. Every promotion doesn't mean I should take it. Every raise doesn't mean I should take it. Every job that maybe pays me more doesn't mean I should take it. Just because I get a scholarship doesn't mean I need to go to that college. Uh-oh. We are so goal-minded. We, you know, we are so opportunity-minded. I'm here to tell you there's some doors you better learn to close. And there's some opportunities you need not take no matter how good it looks. Amen. Amen. What may look good on the outside may be your destruction once you get on the inside. It may look good on the outside. You know, Adam and Eve saw an opportunity to get promoted to God status. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Wow, what an opportunity. The serpent, the Bible says, presented them the opportunity to eat from what is called the tree of knowledge of good and evil, telling them it's your chance to be like God. How many don't want to be like God? Aren't we, don't we sing that song, to be like Jesus? To be like Jesus on earth alone. To be like Him. Do we really want to be like Him? When He was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. But, but we sing that. And so, you know, what is it to be like God? Is that a bad desire? No, that's a good desire. But a lot of times we want a shortcut to get there. We want that opportunity, that easy door that opens that says if you walk through this, then all things are going to go your way. And, and the serpent was saying, if you'll just eat from this tree, that's all you've got to do, then you're going to be like God. But God said, don't eat from that. Oh, he doesn't want you to eat from it because he knows in the day you will. You're going to be like him, you see. Now, who would walk away from an opportunity to be like God?
But I'm here to tell you that sweet fruit in your mouth may turn sour in your stomach. It's, listen to me, young people. Listen to me. It's not an opportunity if it causes you to disobey God's word. It's not an opportunity you want to take no matter how good it looks if it causes you to disobey God's word. And God told them don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That should have been enough to say no to have closed the door but they didn't they took opportunity and they ate from that tree of knowledge of good and evil and what looked like a promotion became a demotion be careful the opportunities you take you don't want to take every opportunity no matter how good it looks and the promises that are made to you the Bible says that Lot was a righteous man who just happened to see an opportunity to make it easier on himself in the area of compromise. Now, there's nothing wrong with green pastures. There's nothing wrong with making life a little easier, easier on yourself. And can I say this, and I want to preach on this sometime. Some people just live, some people just love living in chaos. We won't go there, but anyways. There's nothing wrong with making life easier on yourself in the right way. You don't have to compromise to do it, though. And there's nothing wrong with green pastures. Ever say there's nothing wrong with green pastures. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in what? Green pastures. I don't know who it was that put on Facebook about green pastures. But if you haven't seen it, it'll give you a different perspective of what they really were. They're probably not what you're thinking of. But anyways, it's okay as long as it's not located near Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> so you have to ask yourself this as you're getting older and as you're beginning to venture out on life and even as adults we have to ask ourselves this question amen is this opportunity taking you closer to God or is it taking you closer to worldliness I remember sister Nancy Grandquist who's a renowned singer and and very well known in our organization and and see we're looking for that opportunity to make it we want to be famous. We want to be rich. We want to make a name for ourselves. Amen. We want to have a big church. Yeah. Everybody say, yeah. <laughs> but we don't want it that way if it breaks God's word. Amen. Can you shout praise the Lord? There's a difference in how you get it. Don't seek fame. Let fame find you. Amen. 
Let fame find you. Don't you seek it. Don't seek riches, but you do that which God wants you to do. And if God blesses you, praise the name of the Lord. Can you say amen, somebody? Opportunities are so but here she was, she was told this, and she's a great player, and she can sing, and she can play. Sister Joe Strand, you'd mentioned yesterday, had played at the ladies' conference they had here. Do you know she's played for presidents? But she didn't have to compromise to do it. I'm not saying those kind of opportunities don't happen to you. But you don't want them if it causes you to compromise. And she was told, she was told this. She said, Nancy, Nancy, if you will become more sensual in the way you dress, you are so good at what you do playing-wise, you will break in to the gospel singing market. You mean all I got to do is let down a little bit? Amen. All I got to do is dress a little more seductively? Yes, because that will cause people to buy your... You're saying, but this is gospel. And folks, you'd be surprised what goes on in the gospel industry. And I'm sick and tired of losing our gospel singers to this gospel industry that causes them to go worldly. That's not opportunity. That's destruction. Can you say amen, somebody? Be careful what door you walk through. There needs to be something said about loyalty, too. Be loyal to God. Be loyal to his word. And those that brought you to Jesus Christ, be loyal. I'm thankful for this United Pentecostal Church and how it has changed my life. I'm not just going to throw it overboard just so I can become more successful in the eyes of the world. Shall praise the Lord somebody. It took me to church when I was a 13-year-old boy. It put in the principles of the Word of God. And so much will throw it for money away or for success will throw it all away. And I've seen them do it over. The church is not a platform for you to become financially successful. Amen. It's, well, you know, I'll get my start in singing in the church. Think about the Whitney Houstons and, and all that and all of these that have used the church as launching pads. Dolly Parton and all these ones. It's in the church to use these launching pads for, for what they call opportunity. And that's not what God's looking for. Amen. It breaks the heart of God. And so Nancy Rehnquist said it was such a big temptation to her. She started to let down. She started, I won't go into the things that she was uh, doing, but as a pastor's wife, she began to let down because, you see, it was about my singing career. <laughs> it ain't about us. It's about him, isn't it? <laughs> oh, if I can just market myself right. You know, and it's all, and I'm not against marketing, but we don't need to compromise in our marketing. 
Praise the Lord. And it's which direction is it taking us? And so it's taking her closer to the world. And she says, I begin to compromise and compromise because I wanted that success, that opportunity, that door that was opening to me. So I was willing to let down on the things that I had been taught all of my life. And she says, and when I started to let down on modesty, she said, my daughter backslid. And when I talked back, Slid, she just didn't get a little cold in the Lord. I guess she went way out there, left home. And as she was driving in the car, my wife can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but, but as she was driving in the car, God spoke to her and said, you want your daughter back, get back to modesty. Get back to modesty. And she said, I began because I love my daughter more than I love a singing career. Amen. And she said, I, I got back to the things that I had been taught in the word of God. And by the grace of God, God did bring her daughter back. And praise God, she didn't compromise. No, no, she may not be as big as she would have gotten had she compromised as far as the world is concerned. But as far as the kingdom of God is concerned, she took the opportunity to live for God. Hallelujah. Come on, if it causes you to compromise, it's not an opportunity. It's not an opportunity that you want to take. Let me get that in your head, young people. By the grace of God. Amen. 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 And if you'd heard her testimony, I guess the tears would fall from every parent's eyes. You know what? Jesus was presented with opportunities. And Satan came to him. And let me tell you what your biggest Satan is. It's your flesh. It's the carnal mind that's enmity against God. You know what enmity means? The enemy of God. The carnal mind. It's in you. That Satan is in your mind a lot of times. It's that carnal mind wants to tell you. And the Bible says Satan came to Jesus after he fasted 40 days. After he was baptized and he fasted 40 days. Excuse me. Satan came to him and began to give him, show him opportunities of how he could promote his ministry. You're hungry. Command these stones be turned to bread. Jesus said no. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So he passed that opportunity by. He could have done it. Could have walked through that door, but he didn't. And it says Satan took him up to a high pinnacle and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment's time and said, worship me and I'll give you all of this. Wow, what an opportunity. Easy way. Easy way. Shortcut to success. You know, like these kids that go on this, what was this thing they were promoting for, year, uh, for quite a few years about uh, finding somebody that could sing? American Idol. Shortcut to success. There ain't no shortcuts. They found out they got slapped down and everything. Weren't ready for that. Anyways, then Jesus said, cast yourself down off, off this temple. 
because the Bible says the Lord won't let the angels dash your foot against a stone and they'll raise it. Jesus said, what a way to start out your ministry with a splash, opportunity. What an opportunity. He just said, no. It is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. See, you got to know the word to know what opportunities you need to take and what opportunities you don't need to take. And what the Satan calls opportunities, Jesus calls temptation. I said what Satan calls opportunities, Jesus calls temptation. Amen. And Jesus refused to compromise God's word to promote his flesh. What looked like green fields of opportunity for Lot turned into a burned over fields of death and destruction to his family. Amen. He looked at the fields. He saw they were green. It ain't as green as it looks sometimes over there. Talk to Michael Jackson. Well, I guess you can't. Because it's not as green as it looks. Amen. Run from that stuff if you can. Can you shout praise the Lord? And so... I just wonder if Lot, the Bible says, looked east, which was towards Sodom and Gomorrah, what would have happened had he looked west? No, it wasn't as easy. No, the fields didn't look as green. It was a little harder work to maybe get to the place where he wanted to get to. Because the Bible says when Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because of their wickedness, and they were very wicked, that Lot's daughters that were married were still there. And then his wife became a pillar of salt because she turned around and had a hard time leaving Sodom and Gomorrah. And then his two daughters were not the most pure. And how did they get that way? Because a man said, I see an opportunity and I'm going to take it. It doesn't matter if I've got to take my family to Sodom and Gomorrah to get there. Come on, somebody. Amen. If it causes you to compromise, it's not an opportunity. It's a temptation. Praise God. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? What am I saying? What, 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 what do I ask myself? You ask yourself this question. Is this going to take me closer to God or is this going to take me further away from God? I'm here to tell you, you don't need to take a job if it keeps you from the house of the Lord. Oh, but you just don't understand. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it going to take you away from God? But you don't understand what I'm going to make. Oh, and it's just but for a short time. How many times have I heard that? And only to find that person. You know, the Bible says, Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom. And then the next place you read, he's living in Sodom. And they're not just missing church a little bit. They're missing church a lot. Amen. And they start compromising on the way. And then you see them no more. And you wonder, what opportunity did they take? It may have been something they should have left behind. 
I know it's quiet in here. But you need to ask yourselves these questions as you're graduating. And you did do a good job, Mom. You raised good kids. Praise God. You raised them in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Praise God. And you've got on you a mantle, son, that God wants to use you. Hallelujah. Amen. But you need to take the opportunities that God gives you, not what the world gives you. Can you say praise God? Hallelujah. Not every job's for you to take. I remember one girl being brought up in the church. And can I talk just a little bit? I know it's already. Can I talk just a little bit? Oh, she was a cute little girl. She was cute. Her mom and dad knew she was cute. <laughs> Model cute. Model cute. Everybody told her she was cute. And, uh, and so parents just couldn't resist. Dad just couldn't resist. He'd take her to these little contests. A beauty contest. And his daughter would win. She'd win. So she grew up knew and she was cute. <laughs> and, and so as years go by, parents begin to wonder, why isn't she interested in church? Why is she always interested in modeling? And she became a model. She became a model eventually. And, and in the process, lost out with God there. I don't know. She might be back with God now. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, but there had just, but it was that, well, there's opportunity here. There's opportunity for her to be famous, for her to be a, I wouldn't want my daughter to be a model. Amen. Can you shout amen somebody? Does anybody agree with me? You talk to Sister Ramsey, who was a model growing up, amen, and she'll tell you the debauchery lifestyle that they have to live and what they have to go through for that profession. That's not an opportunity. Amen. When I'm beautiful, you know, okay, be beautiful for God. Praise the Lord. Don't be beautiful for the world. Be beautiful for God. Don't be beautiful for money. Be beautiful for God. Amen. And I'm not talking about these that might model for B, whatever, uh, Queen B and all that. I'm not. They're modeling modest clothes. Can you say amen? <laughs> but, what, but what a heartache you see. What a, what a heartache for Lot. What a heartache for you young people if you don't take the right opportunities. Amen. That's why we need to have Saturday night church. Because we live in a culture that a lot of people have to work on Sundays. And we need to have Saturday night church for those that have to work on Sundays. Can you shout praise the Lord? There's nothing that says you can't have church on Saturday. Have church on Monday. Amen. It's gathering together with God's people. Giving them that opportunity. Shout praise the Lord somebody. I want to take the opportunities that God has. Amen. Elder Gleason, who is well known in our in our uh, fellowship, Amen. He got he was saved uh, during the depression. He gave up his job. 
at that time because it was an acting job and in, in the acting industry, very debauchery living. And, and he gave that up to serve God, which meant he was making a good living during the Depression and became poor to support his kids. But he said, I'm living for God. That's not an opportunity I want my kids to go to. And he gave it up, sister. I'm telling you, we don't need to lose that. Amen. And, and, he, and he gave, and, and lo and behold, don't you know that he gets a letter in the mail that he's inherited a million dollars? You say, well, that's the blessing of the Lord for giving up his acting job. What an opportunity. No, because to collect the million dollars, he had to move to England and live in the castle. Well, that don't sound too bad. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Except he researched the area. There was no church. Jesus named church for his kids or his family. And he said, he said, I turned it down. He said, and I wrote back, I can't afford, amen, a million dollars because I can't take my family to the house of God, amen. And I can't afford to lose my kids over a million dollars. It looked like an opportunity, Brother Ward. It looked like an opportunity that a lot of us would have just latched on to and said, well, we'll just have church in the castle. Amen. But uh, <laughs> we can justify a lot of things, can't we? Oh, I'm just stronger than that. You ain't. The Bible says don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. Amen. If it takes you away from the house of God, if it takes you away from the body of Christ, you better be careful. Amen. Be careful. And so why, you say, did he make that? I can look back now years and see that, that uh, one of his sons is the assistant superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church. His grandchildren are preachers. His sons and daughters married to preachers. Preachers, praise God, preaching the gospel, living for God. I'm here to tell you, he made the right, he went through the right door. And it wasn't the million dollars. Shout amen, somebody. So what am I saying to you young people? You've got to weigh out those opportunities. And mom and dad, just because they get a scholarship doesn't mean they can, uh, they can go to college by themselves. Oh, I can't turn that. Hold on. I've seen many lose out with God. You better know your kid. Amen. I've seen it. I love my daughter. I wasn't sending her off. Good girl. Want to keep her good. Praise. She can go anywhere now. She's married. That's up to Nick. I've released. I've done my part. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes you just got to close those doors, mom and dad. Amen. Sister, Sister Urshan and Brother Urshan. You know, Sister Urshan was this, uh, Brother Urshan was the superintendent. By the way, if there's any girls that want to give Fiery Five, let me know. Amen. Um, 
<laughs> All the women clapped. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but she could, she could sing. And she, had a low, she had a low voice, but she had like a, I, I don't know, one of them uh, blues, got, blues voices. Kind of anyway, just a, she was just a good singer, p- piano playing, you know. And it, it, he was superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church. But before this, when they were just starting their ministry out to help them financially, this guy said, I want to help you financially. He said, he said, if you would just sing in my nightclub, I like your voice. I like your voice. Be an opportunity for you to make some money. Who knows? I get discovered. And they thought about it. And she said, no, I have you sing real bad songs. That wasn't the direction they were going. And she ended up saying, no, sir. He said, oh, but I'll pay you good. I said, no, that's, that's, not, that's not an opportunity we're looking for. And she turned it down. And later they became district, or the superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church and his wife. Hallelujah. What might have happened had she gone into that bar scene and started singing? Not that she'd been drinking, not that she would have been doing all that. But what might have happened? Amen. Is it leading you closer to God? There's some jobs I'm just not going to take. I'm not going to be a bartender. Amen. Used to be you'd stock cigarettes in those machines, and I don't want that job. Praise God. Just some directions, opportunities that are not opportunities. Praise God. Amen. Jesus said in Revelation 3.8, I have set before you an open door. There is an opportunity today. Some of you will walk away, but some won't. He said, I've opened the door for you to come in with me. Will you stand with me? I don't think I've ever talked with somebody that's at the end of their life that said, I'm glad I shut the door on God and live life my way. Some of you that are graduating. And some of you that are going to be going off. Hmm. And those decisions that you're going to be making, is you're not going to have mom and dad there now to bug you and make you get up. It's got to be opportunities that you walk through you take or you don't take you won't have mom and dad to tell you no you can't go there but all those buddies are saying come on just gonna have a good time David come on David come on let's go out to the bar and let's get drunk oh yeah you'll face that go in the Marines
but is it an opportunity you want to take? But there's an open door right now. Jesus is that open door. And he's beckoning and knocking on your heart's door. He wants to come in. He's asking for an opportunity to sup with you. This altar's open to those that want to go through. Let him through that open door. Hallelujah. I thought every young people would just be up here like this young girl. A quick obedience, Lord. Be glad there's people that push you in the right direction. Be glad there's people that will speak into your life and say, do you really want to take that or do you maybe you ought to pass that by? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, help us today. Help us today, Lord. Opportunity. I want every young person to stand right now. I just want you to stand up. Praise God. Now I want some adults to get behind these. I don't want you adults to stay in the back pews. If you, if you, I want you part of this family. You consider yourself a part of this church. Amen. We need you. Praise God. Amen. To stand behind these young children. And we're going to pray for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to pray that God closes the doors that needs to be closed and opens the doors that need to be opened. Sometimes we just need to pray for some closed doors. Hallelujah. 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 My brother-in-law used to say, I'll never be rich because his mama would pray, don't let him be rich. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, because it's few rich that enter in, amen. Hallelujah. Will you lay hands on them right now? Just lay hands on their back or on top of their head, praise God. Amen. And will you just lift your voice of blessing over them? Hallelujah. And pray for them right now as summertime is coming as opportunities will be coming their way that they'll have the wisdom to know what doors to close and know what doors to open we'll know what doors to walk through Lot saw an opportunity but he walked through the wrong door it looked good but it was a lie Jesus, Jesus, give our young people wisdom, Lord. Watch over them, Lord. Protect them, Lord. Close those doors in their life, Lord, that need to be closed. Open those doors, God, that need to be open, Lord. We pray for them right now, God. Those that are graduating, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, those that are going to graduate, Lord. Those that are growing up so fast, God. 
Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, bless them, Lord. Lead me closer to you, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, church, let's pray for them. Let's pray for them. Let's pray for them before they walk through that door. In the name of Jesus. Let's fast for them before they walk through that door. God, we need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He's giving an invitation to you. He's giving an invitation to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, an invitation to you. Praise God. Praise God. Walk through that door of opportunity with Jesus Christ. Walk through that door of opportunity with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh God. In the name of Jesus, touch our children, Lord. Touch our children, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just because it's there doesn't mean you should take it. Just because it's offered doesn't mean you should buy it. Praise God. You got to weigh it all out. Now I mentioned and I said something and I want to correct myself just a little. I said I wouldn't send my daughter. That doesn't mean you were wrong for sending yours if, you, if yours is gone. It just depends. It depends. But you've got to access honestly openly hallelujah oh God can we just lift our hands one more time and love him asking for wisdom asking for guidance we need you today Lord in this 21st century where there's so many opportunities so many doors that are open to us oh God that those that have come and chosen to come to church today have chosen because they want to please you, not because there's just nothing else to do, Lord, because there's so much else we could do. But God, we love you and we want to be here because you've opened the door for us, God. 
those are the doors we want to walk through God hallelujah give us the wisdom give us the wisdom thank you Lord we want to be together God with your people Lord in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus oh let's clap our hands and lift our voice to God Shall praise the Lord, somebody. Thank you for bearing with me and let me bear my heart today. I love your children. I want to see God's best for them. That's my desire. Hallelujah. To see them used of the Lord. And you also. Praise God. God bless you. Love one another. Amen. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. I just want to say to our, our young people, you know, I, I know that you might feel at times that your parents have been real strict and that they've been real hard on you. And I want to let you know that all that they've done, they did out of love. They did out of love and not wanting you to make any of the mistakes that they may have made or you having to deal with consequences that will have will follow you or could follow you for the rest of your life amen so and when you become when you become a parent you will understand when you become a parent because i'm sure like myself there are parents who have spent many of nights crying on their pillows or calling out their children name before god asking them to him to give them wisdom and helping them to guide their children in the right way asking him to keep his hands on their kids leading them because they know that this world desires to to snatch their kids up to use their kids and to throw them away as if they was yesterday trash i know that there are more parents besides myself that cry for their kids amen they are concerned about their kids soul amen so when you have that feeling when you start when you thinking how hard my parents have been on me when you're thinking about how you know they always seem to be in my business amen i want you to give them a break give them a break and understand where they're coming from amen god bless you <laughs> 